Tanya for the 27th of Tishrei, but first the story. We have David Firkis, who later on became one of the foremost, one of the famous students of the Baal Shem Tev, wasn't always such a follower. In fact, he was very famous for mocking and deriding the Baal Shem Tev, and he, wouldn't, he had no problem even doing this in front of the students of the Baal Shem Tev themselves. And one time, one of the students of Baal Shem Tev wanted to learn under, under someone, and he asked the Baal Shem Tev um, where he should learn, and, he's, and Baal Shem Tev advised him to go learn under David Firkas. David Firkas was a big time in Chacham, and the Baal Shem Tev said, you could go learn under him. So the young Chassid of the Baal Shem Tev was very surprised because he wasn't, uh, you know, David Firkas was famous for, for deriding the Baal Shem Tev. The Baal Shem Tev told him, like they said, when you go there, even if he makes mocks me and makes fun of me, Ignore it. Don't, don't. You, there's no reason for you to defend me. Just listen and and don't and don't respond. So this young student went to Reb David Fikas and learned Torah under him. And one day, Reb David asked this young um, student, um, "Tell me, tell me one of the the uh, customs of the Baal Shem Tev." You know, he it sounded like he wanted to mock, and so the. The young student said something very interesting happens when pe- when the Bashanta goes to wash his hands from from the meal, he concentrates so deeply on the blessing for the meal that everyone in nearby all of them fall asleep, and they only wake up when the Bashanta starts saying the bracha hamotzi on the bread. So David started laughing. He thought this was hilarious, and he said, "There's no chance that if I was to go visit the Bashanta that I would." Um, fall asleep while the Bashanta was having concentration during washing his hands. And after a while, he was so determined to prove his point that he decided he's going to visit the Bashanta, he's going to watch the Bashanta washing his hands. And so he rested, he, he rested in anticipation and he made sure he was very, very, you know, very much awake. He went to go visit the Bashanta and when it was time for the Bashanta to wash his hands, he concentrated very hard to keep himself awake while the Bashanta was concentrating very deeply on washing his hands. And no matter how much he tried to stay awake, he fell asleep. And in the street, in his sleep, he dreamed. And his dream was of the Bashanta washing his hands. But this is a dream now. And he's watching the Bashanta while dreaming the Bashantav having concentration. And while the Bashantav was having concentration, the Magid was the foremost student of the Bashantav was watching the Bashantav wash his hands in the dream. And the, Bashantav, the Magid asked the Bashantav, what concentration did he have? And the Bashantav told him whatever concentration it was. And the Magid asked him, why didn't you have a better concentration? And the, the Bashantav said that this concentration on the Arizal is not, it's not applicable for this generation anymore. And the Magid said, it's, it is. And the Bashantav said, it's not. And they were arguing back and forth. That, and the Bashantav told the Magid, you know what? Let's go ask the Arizal himself. So in the dream that this person who's very, you know, um, very non-sympathetic to the Hasidic ways is now dreaming of the Bashantav and the Magid going up to the heavens and asking the Arizal, what is his opinion on this generation? And the Arizal in the dream said, the Bashantav's right. This, this concentration isn't applicable for this generation anymore. This is 250 years ago. And then Reb David woke up. And he woke up just as the Baal Shem Tov was saying the Bracha Hamoitzi aloud. 
and everyone woke up together mm-hmm. with him. And when the Baal Shem Tov, after Baal Shem Tov, um, ate the bread, the Magid asked the Baal Shem Tov, now this is not a dream anymore, asked the Baal Shem Tov, which concentration did he have? Mm-hmm. And the Baal Shem Tov said, I had a concentration of a particular a particular concentration. And, Shem, and the Magid now asked the same question that David had already dreamed would happen. He said, but why didn't you have the concentration of Arizal? And the Baal Shem Tov said, the Arizal doesn't believe that this concentration applies to this generation anymore. And the Magid said, but how come? And the Baal Shem Tov turned towards Reb David, who had been watching, who had dreamt and now watched this entire interaction. He says, the Arizal agrees with me and Reb David's a witness that the Arizal agrees with me. And it's safe to say after that experience, Reb David became a very fierce, loyal, loyal supporter of the Baal Shem Tov. And many very famous stories of the Baal Shem Tov later on occur with Reb David being a part of those stories, accompanying the Baal Shem Tov in incredible journeys. The Tanya so far is the, Baal Shem, the Alter Rebbe's defense for a very controversial, seemingly controversial statement of the Baal Shem Tov, that a hooligan that is a, a disturbing a Jewish person while he's praying, you know, Hashem's presences inside of that hooligan. Now, the actual terminology we're going to discuss later. Now, the question is, what exactly is does Shekhinah mean? And now we discussed this at the end of the first book of the Tanya, but the Altar is going to kind of run through it now again, but now in the context of explaining the defense of the Baal Shem Tev. It's known to those that are experienced in Kabbalah, familiar with Kabbalah. The word of Hashem, this word of Hashem that we were discussing earlier that powers up the whole world, even inanimate objects, continuously creating an ex nihilo, something from nothing every single moment, not just one time at the beginning of creation. What's the terminology of this word of God? Or where does this word of God come from? It's also called by the name of the Shechina. It's also called the, the lower level of the mother or the queen in the terminology of the Zaya. So the name, the, the word of God, this the energy that powers the world up, has many different terminologies, whether you're going to look in the Gemara, or whether you're going to look in Zoya, there's different terminologies for it. And in the beginning of Pashas Vayera, the reason why it's called the the Word of God is the reason why it's termed by Queen and, and the and the lower level of Mother, etc. is because this energy, the Shechina energy, it comes down and 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 it dwells, the reason it's called Shechina, is because it dwells, this word of God dwells and invests itself inside of the creation, creations giving them life. So where does energy from creation, not just the first time, but all the rest of the time, comes from the level of the word of God, which is also called Shechina, because that's what it does. It, it, it closes itself, it, it dwells, invests itself in the creations. And the terminology of the Kabbalists, what do they call it? Nikr B'Shem Malchus. It's called Malchus. There's ten levels of the of the of the spheres. There's ten levels in the world of Atzilus, Briatia, as we're going to say, Atzia, all four of the worlds, as we're going to explain momentarily. Chachma Binadas, the first three are intellectual, and the, the last seven are, let's call them emotional. Chesed, Gvorit, Fes, Nesachoyd, and the final one being Malchus. Malchus is, all, is another way, a terminology of this energy, this level, energy of Shechina, this energy of the Word of God, this energy of the Queen, the energy of the lower level of the Mother. All of these are another way of saying Malchus 
And now the question is, Machas of which world? And that's going to be the discussion for the rest, for the rest of the thing. Why, why, al shame divine melech shilta, can melech mani machus be whatever, oi time machem, you do me lodechem. Now, why is it that speech is connected to kingship? We said that Hashem powers up the world with speech, and that speech is coming from the world of the level of malchus, kingship. But a king, that doesn't seem to have anything to do with speech. Now, we've already ex- uh, explained this idea in the Tanya earlier, but now Dal Trump is going to explain it again. Kingship has everything to do with speech. A king isn't the greatest fighter. The king isn't the smartest man. But he gathers information from the high, from uh, the smartest men and the bravest men and the bravest generals and the wisest men. And he then dictates instructions to the kingdom of how and what should happen. So the king literally, his power is the power of speech. He uses speech to, to run his kingdom. That is literally his power. So kingship has everything to do with speech. So when we're talking about Hashem's Speech, we say that's the level of kingship of God. Now it's known. Now there's Malchus in all four of the worlds. There's four worlds Atzilus, Briya, Yatsir, and Asiya. Of course, this world being the lowest level within us and within Asiya. But all four worlds have Malchus. They have a base of English, and in the base of English, there's 10 levels. And the lowest of that levels in the base of English of every world is the level of Malchus. There's Malchus of Atzilus, there's Malchus of Briya, there's Malchus of Yatsir, and there's Malchus of Asiya. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean? The level of kingship of the world of Atzilus, the highest world, the world that's closest to pure godliness, it's called. So, what is the highest, the, the highest level of Malchus, the highest level of the speech of God? What is it powering up? What is it firing up? It's firing up the level of the highest Sadiqim. Adam Arishan, who literally got uh, spoken about in this week's Pasha, about Hashem blowing the spirit into his, into his nostrils. This soul of Adam Arishan, is comes from the speech of the highest world, the world of Attilus. So Malchus of Attilus, which is the Shekhinah of that world. Also, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, all the greatest of the prophets who literally had, like Moshe Rabbeinu, had the Shekhinah speaking through him. How was it, which Shekhinah are we talking about? We're talking about the Shekhinah of the world of Attilus, which is the highest, greatest Tzadikim have this energy flowing through them. But now, what about the Marcus of the second world, and Marcus of the third world, and the Marcus of the fourth world. We're actually only going to do the second and the fourth. Or Marcus of Bria. What about Marcus of the world of Bria? Who devour Hashem, it's the word of God. The greatest Sadikim, of course, bar the extreme Sadikim of like Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, and the greatest prophets. All the rest of the tzaddikim, where their souls come from, their souls come from the second world, the world of Bria. The greatest angels also come from the second world, the world of Bria. So where did their energy of the souls of those tzaddikim and, this, and um, angels come from? It comes from the word of God from the world of Atzillus. In other words, Malchus of Atzillus, the Shechina of Atzillus. They're not as great as Atzillus. Of Bria, sorry. They're not as good. These souls and angels aren't as great as the, the, the highest, purest that taken from the world of Attilus, but these are extremely high and elevated souls and elevated angels. And what about the whole world? What about all of us? Where do we get our energy from? Umar and the, 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 the level of Malchus 
of the lowest world, the fourth world, who devour Hashem Machayim the word of God from the world of Atsilus, the word of God from the world of Atsilus comes from Malchus of Atsilus. Malchus of Asiya, sorry, the fourth world, which is also the the word of God of of Asiya. So as it travels down, when it finally expresses itself as the words of God, it's what creates the tables and the chairs and the elements of earth and water all the way below the earth. The most mundane physical aspects of this world get its energy from the word of God, get its energy from Malchus of Asiya or Another way of it, the Shekhinah of Asiya. And tomorrow we're going to explain that, of course, it's not that simple. It, even from there, the word of God or the Malchus of Asiya, it doesn't come, it doesn't translate right into this world, but it needs to go on a, on a bit of a journey in order for it to be able to, you know, not express pure godliness and especially outside of, outside of the land of Israel. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. Tanya is the Mishra Shishanaway of Hanum Shalom Rani Telephone, Sahasar, the Sheshul, the Nyaka, and Yana, Fushna, Brahman, Hamashi, Sabatar, and Shalom Strike, Elevahim Shabaka, Dwayla was afraid of Hinda, Dwayla was afraid of Hinda, Alkorahavasalina, Elisa, and also Lil Nishma Shani Silak and Simcha, Simcha Sviya was Shani Rezavalat, and also for the complete safety of the Jews in the land of Israel and for the success of the soldiers. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. Have a wonderful and very successful day.